Hello, everyone. I am so excited to tell you that the very high in demand parenting workshop called Ignite Her Joy is back to serve all of you parents with young women ages nine to 18 or on the way. And have you ever wished you could see the real smiles of your daughter's face more often? Or maybe you have wondered why she used to love school and is now having trouble. Or maybe you've seen some changes in her sweetness that are not as sweet, or maybe her confidence is wavering and you want to help her fortify that and help her prepare for her adult journey later on. So no matter what, all of those things come down to self-esteem and your young ladies today need some big doses of the real stuff. I'm not talking the social media, selfie-fed self-esteem, but the real stuff that will hold her up in the changes that inevitably come and those challenges of life. So this parenting workshop is totally free and totally priceless, and it is coming up. Ignite Her Joy, Five Steps to Growing Your Daughter's Self-Esteem in the Tween and Teen Years is May 9th through 13th. You are going to want to register for this ASAP so you can make sure you have a seat in this virtual room for this limited guest opportunity. You can go to nellieharden.com slash ignite to grab your seat right away so you can have this parenting gold to help your daughter grow and solidify her own self-esteem starting today. Again, that's nellieharden.com slash ignite. That's N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com slash ignite. I can't wait to see you there. Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy. Come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics, and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the 6570 Family Podcast, where we are building confidence, respect, and wisdom into our kids before they ever leave home. And you guys, one area of wisdom and one of the inevitable impacts that happens within childhood involves food, right? Not just how to make it and what it is, but also the emotional parts of it and good choices with it, good systems with that. And that is exactly what we are diving into today with Christy from uh, Clean Eating with Christy. And Christy is a certified health coach and she specializes in nutrition and meal prep. I mean, 
I, so I myself am a certified health coach. I've been working in the health and wellness for years and years and years. I still uh, work in that field for um, a select few clients as well. Um, but what she's doing is she's helping busy moms to create simple, easy routines in the kitchen so that they have less stress and more time in their day. And that is a very challenging part with parenthood. I mean, would you agree everyone listening right now, just like silently, or maybe really raise your hand and say, I, it is so hard to make three meals for these kids every single day. Right. And maybe you're to a point that I am right now. And I actually have kids that make their own meals. I mean, I've homeschooled for the last seven years and in doing that, my kids make their own lunches. And so they, they do some of their own meals there. So that's great. And breakfast is, um, sometimes we do it together and sometimes they do it on their own, but dinners, right. We always, uh, have a family dinner. And it is a lot to think about what to do every single day. What are we going to do? Uh, what do we need in order to do it? What do we need to get at the store? Um, how can we prep it to make it easier on that day? Because I know that there's music practice that day and we're going, going to be coming home late. All of those pieces are exactly what we're going to cover in this episode today. And also when I was talking with Christy, I thought it was important to bring up the fact of what we're facing today with our food. I know I just went grocery shopping last night and a lot of my stuff wasn't available. And the stuff that was available was about twice the price that it usually is. And that is a challenge that we are all facing right now. And I wanted to bring uh, her into the loop on that discussion um, with, you know, two health coaches and be able to give you the bread and butter, pun intended, um, of what you can do and what choices that you can make in order to help yourself right now. And not to mention, we got some picky eaters um, that are always out there and we definitely touch on that too. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with this interview. Hello, everyone. Well, welcome to the episode. I know I have spent some time talking to you and introducing you to Christy from Clean Eating Christy. I'm so excited. Uh, and I want to have her, first of all, welcome to the uh, podcast. And I can't wait to hear everything that you have to say about this, because I know that I have a heart with food and wellness, and you obviously do too. And I think it's so great to collaborate, hear new ideas. It's so easy to get into food ruts today. And especially with the way the world's been in the last couple of years, man, it is easy to just sit down with a pint of Ben and Jerry's, right? And so I can't wait to hear from you and um, everything that you're going to share today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited. And okay, so I want to know, because I have a big story about how um, I've gotten to hear a lot of our listeners uh, have heard it many times. Um, but I have a big story as to how wellness came into our lives and why it became so important. And in fact, a life or death situation and how we are here today. And it developed into these disciplines, vision, vulnerability, and resilience that I, I carry uh, the weight of self, um, self, um, discipline leadership today and what I teach. And so I want to know your story because I always find people's journeys and stories so impactful and so important mm -hmm. and we can really resonate. So I want to hear, how did you get here? How did you get to <laughs> where you are and what you are doing and what were some of those light bulb moments along the way? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's my story. I, you know, like everybody else starts with, I think that pivotal moment in time. Um, mine led up to it where um, growing up, we were always around food. And food in our family was something that was used if we were sad, have something to eat. If we were happy, let's celebrate, have something to eat. If we were, you know, just like everything, there was food. And so I, I just, I used food for everything. Um, and then my dad, uh, we're originally from Canada. So then my dad actually in the middle of winter decided that it was going to be a great idea to open up an ice cream shop. Mm. in Canada. Um, so in order to supplement the ice cream that we weren't selling, we had to bring in fast food because we were next door to a high school. Mm. Um, you know, and so just trying to bring in other, you know, uh, perfect marketing right there. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And then the other piece to that is that we were such a small business. It was a family business. We didn't have you know, income to have other employees. So my brother and I were the employees and that is where we spent most of our weekends and our evenings is at the ice cream shop. Um, and so hence, you know, therefore the fried food and the ice cream and all of that coming in. Um, and I then, you know, moving into college, um, I actually, I was married very young junior year of my college, um, year. And I just, it was a toxic, toxic relationship. And I turned of course to food to comfort myself. That was like my, you know, my love and, and everything. And so what happened was then I gained 60, 65 pounds, um, when the marriage ended, um, you know, three, four years later, I found myself as a single mom and, not liking who I was. I didn't like who I saw in the mirror. I didn't like who I felt, um, but I didn't know how to find her and I didn't know what that looked like. And so that began my journey of, okay, you know, like let's, let's figure this out. Um, and I did every quick fix diet in the book because I wanted to lose weight quickly. You know, all of the, the weight watchers, I started with South beach actually back then And what I began to realize through this journey was that food was so much more than filling the void for me. It was a fuel. It was nourishing. And when I paired it with uh, movement, I had really great results. And so that is where, um, like when I was 30, actually, that's what I remember is that was my pivotal moment of like, okay, Christy, you want to be a better model for your daughter, you, you know, like just everything. And so that is really where everything came to a head. And that was my beginning of this journey of wellness, not just losing weight and not just uh, restricting myself. And what I've come to realize through that for my own self, and this is how I lead my clients too, is what works well for your body, what foods work well and what, you know, what do you respond really well to? And so for me, that is a heavy plant-based diet while my husband, my current husband, um, he's a meat and potatoes guy, not a meal without meat and potatoes. So we do a lot of, you know, like either compromising or I just make, you know, kind of a, a bigger meal on the side, but 
Um, that is what I've realized. And so that is where my, my passion is, is with the clean eating piece of it, with the let's get as close to nature as we can and as close to the cleanness of the food as we can because our body responds um, well with that. And so that's that's a snippet of my journey and where I am today. <laughs> I love it. And we're, yeah, we're very much um, uh, on the same level when it comes to thinking about food and clean and what that means. And I you're right, though. Food is more emotional than it is nutritional mm. in our minds, right? In our brains. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I lost my dad very, very young. Um, I was only one and a half and I was living with grandparents for a while. I was my mom was trying to deal with everything. And it was it was just a very hard time, especially for my mom. Um, I was just this little, you know, nugget that was trying to figure everything out. But she knew everything and was trying to figure everything out. Right. And so anyway, I just I remember so many times of sitting in front of the TV with a Tupperware tub of cookies. Right. And then yeah. we would have and I would I was allowed to have like three snacks a day and they were not limited. I would sit there with the tub of cookies. It wasn't like here's <laughs> a few cookies. Right. It's like, oh, see how many, you know, at eating contests, yes. see how many you can get in within this mash yeah. episode, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, or, mash. or uh, oh Wheel of Fortune yes. or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so that and then, you know, it was what can we get? That's quick. That's cheap. I remember so many times, you know, I felt like I was so special whenever my mom would be like, why don't you check in my uh, wallet in the change and see if we have enough quarters for a happy meal, you know, and I would be like, oh, we do, you know, and she'd be like, all right, we're going to go get a happy meal. Best day ever. Right. Um, I, right. I'm, I think my first eight birthday parties were at McDonald's uh, of my life. And so <laughs> I think back to that time and, you know, some of the closeness uh, that we had then. And I, I see, you know, where food was so emotional, you know, back then. Mm. And then when I was in college, actually, so I come from very meat and potatoes background too. you know, it's hunting family. We're in Michigan, right. uh, all the things. And I come home my freshman year of college on Thanksgiving, day before Thanksgiving, actually, and say, hey, mom, so. I know it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, but I'm a vegan now. And she's like, what? And <laughs> I can honestly say, I think that is one of the most mad times my mom was ever like angry with me was when I told her I had, I was becoming a vegan and I did. And then there's this whole other, you know, side of things because I was like the worst vegan ever. I was like, oh, that means just French fries then, you know, and right. I had no yes. idea about nutrition literally at all. I think in high school, I was like all, you know, bagels and ice cream and thank goodness I was a gymnast because it kept me fit, but it did not keep me well. Right. I was fit, but mm. I was not healthy. Right. I was injured or I was sick. I thought it was totally normal to have walking bronchitis. Um, every single year and be like in the doctor's office on the Z packs, like all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's just what happens. But it doesn't if you're well. Um, so anyway, in my journey, I became a vegetarian, uh, like three years later, because cheese potatoes mm -hmm. um, just were like talking to me in the corner of the room. And I had to have them. <laughs> <I hated> them. <laughs> 
cheese. Growing up in Michigan, I don't know if it's my proximity to Wisconsin or it's just the way I grew up. You know, I love cheese. I know it's not great and I limit it, but I do love it. Like when I'm in heaven, there's going to be a whole cheese platter right there waiting for me. <laughs> just and right there, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious when I started working with families um, back in like 2010 timeframe, it was after my husband had to go through some heart surgery after a couple of years of mm. heart problems and all of this, we really had to make, we had to make a pivot or else we were going to um, lose him. And it was, it was a very interesting process. I have a degree in biology and, you know, psychology. And, and so I used all of those toward food for the first time in my life. I had always used mm. them toward other things, but now I was using that knowledge and, and using it in food and in wellness and what mm. wellness is. Like you were saying, it really is so much more than right. just, you know, what's on your plate. It's how you think, it's how you move and all of that. And I really found that the four pillars of, you know, vision. Okay. If I'm having this right now, what is that saying uh, about how I'm feeling? Right. And what is this mm -hmm. going to do for me later on? Right. Um, and the disciplines obviously that you need in order to uh, stay well, get well, stay well, and then vulnerability to say, I need help. Mm -hmm. And then um, the uh, resilience to just keep going, even if the scale or you, the genes still don't fit or whatever that is, just right. keep going, keep going. Um, so I would love yep. to know, I want to pivot into your greatness and your um, expertise now. Because you say that you uh, create simple, easy routines, praise, that's awesome, simple, easy routines in the kitchen <laughs> so that parents uh, have less stress and more time in their day, which is so yeah. important. These kids eat so much, right? Like three times a day. That's a lot of stress on a parent's plate. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk- Especially now yeah. when we're at- we're at home and, yes. you know, like everybody is like, you know, the, the whole systems have, you know, kind of been disrupted and it. Everybody's trying to find their new normal with, with what that is with, yes. um, you know, with the pandemic. So, um, yeah. And so that, that simpleness comes from when I was a single mom mm. and when I was a single mom and I was working um, so my background is in teaching. I have an elementary education degree and that is what I went to school for. And so I could not afford my daughter to be at a babysitter when I left my, um, first husband. And so my solution to that was to work in a childcare center so she could be with me. That was part of the perk. So she could be with me, but I could still work, um, but childcare is, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, some, you know, as moms, we problem solve, right? Yes, we, we do. We, we have to do it. Um, but childcare, the hours are crazy. Mm. Right. And so what happened was I found myself evolving then because of, again, I needed healthcare. I needed a bigger salary. So moving into the director side of it, which means the administration, then I'm on all the time. So my hours were 50 plus hours a week. So when I started this health journey, I was like, okay, I have to have something that works and that fits in this schedule because otherwise I'll go back to the McDonald's and picking up takeout and, and just doing all of that. Um, and so the systems that I developed back then when I was working and on a very, very tight budget as well are still things that I use today because they work. 
Mm. And it doesn't matter Mm. what your income level is or what your, whether you're working from home or whether you're working outside the home, they still work. It's like a framework and then you can adjust it based on your lifestyle and what your family dynamics are, but you have, you have a framework and that's what we need, right? We need a framework to be able to um, adjust based on what's happening and then you can flex it if you need to, but it's still there. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, we've all heard like whole foods, whole paycheck. And I, I'll say I am a very, very, very heavily plant-based diet and I do not live by a whole foods. So I don't want people to think that if, and nothing Mm -hmm. against whole foods, I love whole foods when I get there, but it's an hour away from me. That's the closest one. And so you can do it. If even if you don't have access to that for one reason or another, um, you definitely can do a more plant based, more wellness um, centered diet for yourself. So I want to know your five simple steps. I am all about simple. If you know, I, life is yep. complicated <laughs> enough. I need simplicity. So I want to know these five simple steps to weekly meal planning. Give it to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So first of all, meal planning and meal prepping are two completely different beasts, right? So we don't all have time to meal prep. So that's why if you at least can meal plan, then any prep can kind of fit in there. But the number one, and I liked what you said too about, um, you know, the four pillars and about being consistent with what you're doing every single week, the way that you will see results with the meal planning and with your free time and, um, your schedule is by doing it consistently. So my first step, um, a lot of times people just jump right to like, Oh, here's my favorite recipes. This is what I'm going to make. But there's steps outside of that. So my first step is always picking the same day to plan each week. Hmm. Because what that does is that this is a new habit that you are creating in your schedule. And so you have to basically teach your brain that this is what to expect on this day. So the same day. I like to do it on Sunday mornings with my cup of coffee. And it usually takes about like this part takes about 10 or 15 minutes. But you, and I'm speaking to moms here, (laughs) we are pretty much the CEOs of our family. We know who's going, when they're coming, what activities are taking place. And so I am a huge proponent of planners. I like a paper planner because I like to be able to see what it is. But during this step one, you are going to look at your next seven days because you need to know what is coming up in your schedule. And if you have a late meeting one day or you have basketball practice and your kids aren't going to be home, that's not going to be a day that you're going to plan this five course Pinterest meal that you just found that you're going to pin. That's going to be a slow cooker, really quick chili meal that you can just scoop out when everybody's coming in the door. Right. So your first um, step is to take a look at your schedule on the same day and get an overview because there's nothing worse than feeling like life is coming at you. If you can see it, you can plan for it. Yes. Right. Yes. So that's number one is, is definitely to take a look and it doesn't take long, right? You just fill it in every week is probably pretty much the same. And then number two, you want to take a look at your pantry 
and your refrigerator and your freezer. What do you already have? Because meal planning can save you time and it can save you money. But if you are constantly making extra trips to the grocery store because you're not knowing what you have or buying things in multiples, like canned items or spaghetti or things like that, then you're wasting your time and your money as well, right? So I like to say shop. Your step two is going to be to shop at home. See what you have. Then step three is where you will take the time and you're going to write down in pencil or erasable pen, whatever works, but you write down only three to four meals. And I'm talking dinners here, but three to four meals for the week. Don't plan six or seven because that's where the stress and the anxiety comes in because you're not life is going to happen and you will not make those six or seven meals and you will be angry, you'll be frustrated, and you'll say that it's not working. (laughs) So, um, you know, take what you have and start to plan based around that. And then step four is making your grocery list, right? You are taking then those meals that go back to the time in your schedule, and they go back to what's already in your pantry. Now you're filling in the gaps. Do I need lemon lemon pepper? Do I need chicken breasts? Like what is it that you need? And on that grocery list, you are going to put exactly what you need because your time is money. And every minute you spend in the grocery store or online shopping, whatever you are choosing to do these days, um, is your precious time. Right. And we don't want to do that. So make sure you're in and you're out doing it quickly. Um, and then number five is When you come home or your groceries get delivered, you can take a look back at your schedule for the week and the meals that you planned. And that's where you get to do some prepping. So if I know that I'm having tacos on Taco Tuesday or fajitas on Taco or, you know, fajitas on Tuesday, you're doing that Mexican thing, cut up the peppers, put them in a Tupperware, brown the ground meat, get that done because on that night for Tuesday, then you're going to have saved yourself already five, 10, sometimes even 15 minutes. And I like to call that front loading. You front load your week as much as possible because come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're exhausted and you don't feel like thinking anymore. In fact, I had a couple clients this week. They like, they're like, Christy, I can't think past Wednesday. My brain is done. Right. So, okay. So what can you do? Yeah. Like what can you do? Because those are the nights that you're going to go to takeout. Those are the nights that you're going to say, you know what? Screw it. We'll just, you know, order pizza. And then back to what you were saying, you don't feel so great the next day. You're feeling bloated. You're feeling gross. Why? Because of what we ate. Um, you know, and so just that little bit of prepping can really take you far into the week. Um, and the thing about these five steps is again, based on your schedule for the week, you can either clump them all together and do them at once or you split them up and do the first three steps together and the last two or like however that works. But at least if you know you've got those five things happening, you can plan your weekend or I have some some women that plan on Thursday nights, um, you know, Thursday night after the kids go to bed. This is when they do their planning because then they have the entire weekend to get their groceries and to do some prepping so that come Monday they're ready. But again, that's that's your schedule and you know what works well for you. Um, yeah. 
So those, those have been like for 17 years, I've been using those steps and they work and they work <laughs> and I they do. Those are, yeah, yeah, that is wonderful. I hope everyone listening uh, took some notes. I certainly did on those. And I actually have a little bit of a tangent. I want to go off um, with you because I just did grocery shopping last night. I grocery shop online, go pick it up. Or now that I have a driver in the family, I send my daughter to go pick it up, which is wonderful. <laughs> oh, but, that's amazing. Oh, it's so amazing. amazing. Yes. Um, but today we are getting faced with, and there's article after article, right? The grocery stores do not have in there, right? Yeah. I, I was grocery shopping last night. I would say easily half of the things that I normally get were not available, yet my price tag at the end was still the same, right? So things are twice Mm -hmm. as much uh, money and half as available um, today. And so I'm just curious, you know, I, I am a certified health coach. I know you are too. And for our audience, what are some things that we can tell them to, if your normal things that you do in order to stay well are not available, right? How do we not spiral after that and still stay on track with our wellness? I'd just love to hear your thoughts on oh, that. Oh, gosh. Well, and I love this question because we actually, we just, and again, with one of my clients, we tackled this because she was like, Chrissy, I, I can't get the fresh produce. I can't get what I'm looking for. So this is where, and especially now, right? Like you don't want to go crazy and you don't want to go hoarding, but again, your health goals, right? That is really what is keeping us sane and, you know, um, what that is. So frozen fruits and vegetables, I will stock up on those. Like yeah. I will get two or three extra bags, especially for the fruits, because my, my little one, she loves those. And I can just pop those in the, you know, in the microwave real quick and defrost them or throw them in the smoothies. So when they have those available, I would say add a couple of those to your cart, the frozen fruits and vegetables. Um, The other piece to it is I use Thrive Market a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, it's and so I I think most places in the U.S. can get that. But they have I use it for their pantries mostly because I can get their canned goods and everything comes within 48 hours. But I also have a client who you does a big once a month, like big freezer, um, like meat and things for the freezer. Gotcha. For this specific, like she started doing this. She was like, we were running out of meat. And so I will order from Thrive and I like Thrive because it's not as expensive as Whole Foods. They have this very, very good um, option, sustainable, non-GMO. And so you know what you're getting with with them. And also too, they do have different codes. So she does a freezer, a freezer haul once a month as well for this very specific reason. So that would be the advantage to being able to plan ahead and seeing, you know, what you have and being able to do some stocking as well. So you can kind of have those backups um, that you are used to, used to doing. Absolutely. Um, And then that would be, you know, yeah. Taking those um, and just being able to think outside of your box. It's easy to get into a weekly routine, you know, 
for us, every Monday night is a sandwich bar. Every Tuesday night is Taco Tuesday. Every Wednesday, we do something with eggs. Every Thursday, one of the kids um, takes something over. And then Friday and Saturday and Sunday, we um, were doing whatever we're doing that weekend, right? And so we, if eggs aren't available, for example, we just have to be like, okay, so we obviously want some sort of protein in there. We don't, uh, four out of this, we have four kids and four out of the six of us, um, are vegetarians. Uh, two of my husband and one of my kids are, are the last holdouts, but (laughs) it's so funny. My, I've known my husband. So I, I became, you know, that vegan, I said on Halloween night, nothing coordinated with Halloween at all. It just happened to be that night, Halloween night of 1996. I met my husband, uh, three months later. And, um, so, and he's, you know, meat and potatoes, Indiana guy too. And so it's just kind of funny because I, he, he does not know me scarfing down my burgers and my right. my steaks and everything, even though that was 18 years of my life. Um, he doesn't know that at, uh, at know me as that at all. But I'm like, no, I really did. But now I don't. And so it's just kind of funny. But he his big joke is, yeah, I tried being a vegan for like 20 minutes and then found myself eating a hot dog when I was 18. Was <laughs> and I was like, yeah, OK, so yeah. um anyway, so we don't get a lot of meat, but fruits and veggies uh, yeah. for sure. Um, and just stocking up and being able to just do a little bit more research and it might take you a couple more minutes, um, to meal plan and just plan for that these days. Uh, we don't know how long these grocery store shelves are going to be empty or how much the, um, costs are going to be going up. And so just being a little bit more explored, uh, explorative in your food choices and in your meal prepping. So maybe instead of 10, 15 minutes, it's going to be more like 20, 25, because you have to look up a couple more things. Um, but, but I think, you know, too, also that when we're, when we are open, Mm -hmm. right. And when we are thinking outside the box, what that does is it, lets us explore things that maybe we would have never done before. And it allows us to, um, you know, try new things and bring those in and be able to have these conversations with our families and say, Hey, look guys, like, you know, we can't have, this isn't available this week. So what, what would you like? Or like, you know, get input from the family because the more they feel like they are contributing to this process, right? Um, the more they're going to be likely to try whatever it is that they're, you know, that they're being faced with. And, you know, the options that we have, as opposed to being like, no, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> but involving everybody. And then too, what that does is that takes the burden off of us as Mm -hmm. well. Right. And says, well, guys, this is what we all chose together as a family. So remember, you know, this is, this is what we're, we're going to have tonight. So just kind of allowing those conversations to be happening. I think one of the things I know, even for myself is that I will get very, I like to be in control. I'm a type (laughs) A, I like to be in control and Once that control starts to like shift, then I'm like, oh no, you know? Um, And so we get very anxious when we feel like we're being out of control and we don't have control over those things, but we forget that the same way we feel that way, our kids feel that way too. Mm -hmm. And our family feels that way when they're presented with things that they don't even know what they are. And like, why is mom giving me this, you know, this thing for dinner tonight when in reality, it's just an open conversation and we're teaching them lifelong skills with that too. Right? Like, how to explore, how to do different things. Um, and we want them to be 
we want them to be independent when they leave the house <laughs> and, yes. you know, be able to make those choices themselves. So when they see us doing that, then they are able to do that as well. So um, this is definitely, it, it's an interesting time. Mm. And, but it's a time where I think that we can all learn from this instead of panicking and we can find other options um, as well. Absolutely. So I run a, um, it's called the 6570 Family Challenge, and it is a challenge that families go in for a few months and it's so fun and it, you know, who doesn't need fun right now? I mean, we always need fun. Um, but one of the components in there is a new meal every single week that you haven't tried before because of this. Yeah. Because of this whole idea of, well, get everybody on board with the decision, right? Explore and have a food adventure every week. And who knows, you know, you might find something you're like, definitely don't like that, but you might find something best meal ever. Now it's my favorite, right? And just going on these food adventures as a family um, is is really fun. So yeah, that's something and it's a totally free challenge. So um, yeah, anyone listening or anyone out there, uh, definitely it's right on the website, NellieHarden.com. You'll find the challenge button and you can go up there and start. There's uh, seven components to it and food is definitely one of them. So um, we're running a little bit uh, short on time, but before we go, I want to hear a couple of quick tips that you have, because I know we all face this in one way or another. I have four kids. They are four corners of a square. So different, (laughs) so many different palettes, right? I like this. I don't like this. How could you like that? Well, it's the best thing ever, right? All these things, um, uh, unless you're talking about ice cream and then it's agreed. It's the best thing ever, right? (laughs) Across the board. So I want to know what are some creative ways that, uh, are that parents can introduce new foods to picky eaters. Yeah. So one of my favorites, um, is a snack tray or a muffin tray. I use these all the time because they are, um, very non-threatening children know what they are. And actually you're going to substitute your regular plate into the muffin tray. Mini muffin trays work really well for toddlers. And then you can kind of graduate and move up, but in each muffin tray or muffin slot, I should say, you're going to put a food. Mm. And what they like about it is it's just a different selection. So it's like a buffet. Sure. But I always like to have, um, so here's my rule of thumb when you're doing this though, because it's very easy just to fill with snacks and, you know, like call it a day. So to fill it with things that they're familiar with. So foods that they like, because you don't want to necessarily hear the whining. (laughs) You also want to fill it with foods that you want to introduce them to. And so you're just going to put a couple in there because they will explore that. And then you can also, I always like to um, like fill it with like some sweet things or like add add an Oreo cookie in there or something like that. So it's kind of like a dessert, but you, you cover everything in that piece of it. And um, they look forward to it. My eight-year-old now, she's like, mom, can I have a snack tray for lunch? And that's what you do. So you can put your protein, your fruit, your vegetables, um, you know, some kind of like pretzels or crackers or something in their cheese. Um, and it's just a nice selection. And then you're introducing them. So that's one way. The other way that I really like is by, um, just making their, uh, subbing out plates for something that is just really colorful. I actually, um, last year at target during this time, during February, I got some really cute pink heart plates and bowl set for my little one. And I will use those for her. 
Um, and it just is, you know, it's just nice. It's pretty, it's just fun to look at. And we forget that when we're, you know, even as adults, we want our food to look pretty and look plated nice. And so why wouldn't the kids do it too? So um, just kind of thinking outside the box and bringing something special in for them. It doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to spend a gazillion dollars. It was like on the dollar section. Um, but just kind of keep your eyes out for that because that can be something fun for them too, to expect when the food is coming out and broccoli looks more fun on a pink heart plate than it does on like a plain white plate. It sure does. (laughs) It sure does. One of the restaurants around here, I live on the coast in North Carolina and one of the restaurants around here, I love the kids meals are actually served on Frisbees. And I thought that was so fun. And they're just these mini Frisbees. And so they can eat and they're like, I have a Frisbee meal, right? And they're going to be more inclined, like you're saying, to try some things on there because they're like, this is so cool. Maybe this is so cool. And let's just try it out. So yeah, love those ideas. Food, food is fun. Yeah. Like food is fun. I love food. Food should be fun. We should look forward to food. We should be excited when we eat our food. Like it should be something. So even as adults too, right? Like if we eat food off of a Frisbee, what's the goal? The goal is that we're satiated. The goal is that we're full of nourishing food. So who cares if it's a crispy or a plate? It doesn't matter the, you know, what, what that goal looks like for us. So as adults too, we have to remember to have fun with our food. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's imperative. Um, I am such a foodie. I love love, love food. Um, and I just had to tweak how I loved food and what foods I loved mm-hmm. <laughs> over the years, because I yes. am pretty sure I was made out of a Dorito when I was younger. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, uh, Dorito and maybe an arm of little Debbie or something like that. Um, <laughs> something but- <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's okay. Mine was, mine was craft dinner, mac and cheese. Oh, mac and box. cheese. Was, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down. Yes. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, it was Salisbury steak, frozen Salisbury steak, mac and cheese, Mm. and then Denny's cod for some reason. Like, I don't even know how Denny's cod, there was one down the road. And for whatever reason, I always got cod at Denny's and looking back, I was like, why would I get cod there? You know, but whatever. That's mine was at Denny's mine was moons over my hammy. Oh, there you go. Yes. So fun. Well, thank you so much for being here. And all of the information you gave us today is priceless. So can you tell everybody where we can find you and um, so we can get connected? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me is over on Instagram. Um, And so clean eating with Christy is my handle. Christy with a K and clean with a K just to keep it very simple. Um, cleaneatingwithchristy.com. So everything is there. I share a little bit of everything, part of my story, part of recipes, um, part of my, you know, my family with my little one picky eaters. So you'll find it all over there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, you know, I mean, I love you and I pour into you because we are the architects of our child's future, right? As parents, we are planning, designing, and building the beginning of someone else's life. And in doing that, one of the inevitable impacts we have is 
food. And so if we can help them out during this 6570, these 6570 days of their childhood, then we will be able to better set them up with a foundation for the future. And that is what we're doing here. So thank you so much. Continue building and happy building. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you loved the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.